The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with a ring-tailed lemur from Progressive. Or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey guys, welcome. It's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. But Mithila, I have a complaint. I didn't see you celebrate Lewis Hamilton's 5th Formula 1 World Championship win as much as I saw you celebrate Kimi Raikkonen's 21st race win. I mean, <laughs> why this bias? And I think you owe us an explanation. Yeah, Kunal, I think everyone knows my bias to Kimi Raikkonen. It's very public. And Kimi Raikkonen is Kimi Raikkonen and you know I also think deep down I know that this would probably be his last Formula 1 victory ever so something to that effect is just making me celebrate extra hard so you are also implying that Lewis Hamilton will most definitely win at least one more world championship yeah or you know if you think about it the other way since Kimi Raikkonen won his last race Lewis has won like three championships <laughs> so <laughs> Kimi deserves the extra celebration <laughs> Well, I you know since we're on this whole last race last thing I also think Max Verstappen won his last Formula 1 race at Mexico last weekend and at least his last one for some more time to come and this whole Red Bull Honda partnership has hit off very well on the PR front and let's really see how they deliver on the power front. In fact, Helmut Marko has already given Red Bull Racing Honda a target and that's a Verstappen title victory in 2019. And you know this sounds so eerily similar to McLaren Alonso's statements from 2015. And there is now just going to be so much pressure on Max Verstappen and he's really good at handling the pressure but my question then is if they do not win the title in 2019 are they going to demote him since you know Red Bull <laughs> loved demotion so much. I think what's also worse is that Marco has completely left aside Pierre Gasly from his aspirations. I mean what if Gasly actually turns out to be faster than Verstappen just asking the question and this is exactly why Daniel Ricardo decided to leave uh, Red Bull Racing and he realized sooner or later it's going to be all about Max Verstappen at Red Bull Racing and I think I can understand why and I somewhat do not blame Red Bull for making this choice yeah but Kunal I hope that Daniel Ricardo does get that world championship at some point because he is going to be the happiest world champion ever i think he's unmatchable unbeatable that way <laughs> so guys in this week's episode of the inside line formula 1 podcast i make mithila celebrate lewis hamilton's fifth world championship win and we wonder if max verstappen is championship material already you know especially since marco has started uh, you know talking about a title for verstappen in 2019 how soon before our formula 1 calendar expands and fits in more than 21 races and why abu dhabi should ask for a refund of the race hosting fees from ferrari So guys please remember to tune in and subscribe to us we're available everywhere we promise you a weekly dose of formula 1 humor and a lot more actually Yes a lot more actually right <laughs> especially on our Facebook pages and Twitter handles but going back to Daniel Ricardo his pole position in Mexico was so well timed 
especially at this time when you know Verstappen is winning races, getting onto the podiums, and Ricardo's pole was proof that he is fast and sometimes faster than Max Verstappen. But then, of course, Christian Horner made another comment to prove how Ricardo wasn't in the same class as Verstappen. He said that Ricardo's driving style was such that he couldn't pick up uh, early signs if the engine was dying or something like that. And let's remember, it was this same Christian Horner who heralded Ricardo's drive in Monaco, especially when he won, you know, with the dying engine and all of that. So. Just what a turn of events. All because Ricardo didn't sign a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, and Ricardo is frankly never as angry as Max Verstappen. Oh, that's just something we've not seen of him publicly, apart from reading about walls with holes in them and all of that. <laughs> and Verstappen just seems so angry so many times. You know, I wonder how much of it is also just a performance put on for the public. In fact, I just remembered uh, your Verstappen's statement on how Max was so angry at Ricardo's celebrations uh, after qualifying, and that only spurred him to go faster in Mexico. Hmm. Like, obviously, uh, I'm assuming that the Verstappens were overall pissed because, you know, their youngest ever pole sitter T-shirts uh, that they printed obviously couldn't be put to use. <laughs> <laughs> well. The Yoss and Max chemistry is a very interesting one to follow because uh, early, on, early on in the season when Max was crashing, people were you know saying, stay away from your father, Yoss, etc. And so after Max's win in Mexico, Yoss Verstappen shared something really interesting. And he said that he would often tell Max that even if Max thought that he was not going fast enough, it actually was fast. And to me, that's like a brilliant insight into this whole father and son chemistry, especially since it is Yoss who's trained Max to be who he is today. In fact, Max said a few days ago that anyone could win the title in Hamilton's car. And Kunal, what do you think about this? You mean if Verstappen is ready to be world champion or? No, obviously that depends on his car or rather the engine in his car in 2019. <laughs> but just this whole talk from Verstappen and Alonso that anyone could win the title in Hamilton's car in 2019. Well, I would say that Lewis Hamilton was the driver that he was because Mercedes were the team that they were. It was a Mercedes-Hamilton combination that won them the title and not just Lewis Hamilton alone. But of course, Lewis's talent just stood out. Uh, which begs me to then ask the question if Lewis Hamilton could have won the title in this year's Ferrari. And I know how fans are saying and certain websites are you know, running stories asking if uh, Ferrari lost out on two world titles by letting go of Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I know one person who actually answered this question, Kunal, of all people, Jolyon Palmer. And uh, he actually said that Hamilton could have won the title in this year's Ferrari. And obviously, I'm going to take that with a whole lot of salt. Uh, a pinch of salt seems too little because it's a British driver <laughs> writing uh, for a British publication. He's talking about another British driver. Trying to remain relevant. Yeah, I so see. speaking about bias. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, uh, I'm not taking anything away from Lewis Hamilton, especially, you know, when I say it's a Hamilton-Mercedes combo, because I personally think that his win in 2018 was a standout. And this is not because it was his fifth title win. I mean, to me, the fifth title win is not as magical a number as it has been for, you know, people who love records and statistics. I just think that classifying 2018 as a title that Ferrari and Vettel lost would be unfair to Hamilton's superlative performances. 
you know, I can already imagine Lucian's messages to me calling me a Hamilton fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucian will not disappoint, I'm sure. I also think that Lewis Hamilton is like the perfect embodiment of Formula One in the way that Liberty Media is trying to build it up because he's absolutely embracing the show without compromising on his speed. And frankly, I have never been this, uh, you know, in awe of Hamilton before. So he's really making himself uh, indispensable to this. You have now made yourself susceptible to attacks from Lewis Hamilton haters and lovers. Yeah, but that's exactly my point that you can love him, you can hate him, but you cannot ignore him. You have a point of view on him as a driver and more importantly, I think as a personality. And this is my perspective. So we love Formula One. We all love Formula One. We all love the Inside Line F1 podcast. We love the cars. We love the drivers. And what we love about the drivers especially is how talented these guys are. I mean, this is classic motor racing and no one raced better than Lewis Hamilton this whole season. So this very feat is worth celebrating, even if you don't approve of the personality. Yeah, Kunal, I think we're we're just now sounding like every other British media publication <laughs> out there. Hamilton, blah, 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 blah. Let's stop. But I don't think we've gone over the top just yet. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's also then do what a lot of British media publications have done. Basically, lash out at Sebastian Vettel. Well, so much for a balance in the equation that the Matrix preaches about. So, sir, Jackie Stewart said that Sebastian Vettel could be past his peak. And this was obviously in context of Vettel's many mistakes this season. You actually referred to him as, you know, Sir Jackie Stewart. You said his full name (laughs) and his title. And all those Scottish biases of yours are coming out in today's episode (laughs) as well. Kunal, we should take bets about how long before Lewis Hamilton is knighted. (laughs) Anyway. Well... Referring to what, uh, you know, Sir Jackie Stewart had to say about Sebastian Vettel, honestly, it's really easy to debate such points, you know, because there's no clear winner. Everyone is just wanting to be critical, especially being critical about Hamilton means that you're saying good things about, uh, sorry, being critical about Vettel means saying good things about Hamilton. And uh, I'll tell you what, Vettel's legendary status in, or legend status in 2018 did take a beating, okay? But I fully expect him to bounce back and reclaim glory and glory and all of that in 2019. And uh, let's remember, these guys are extraordinary athletes we are talking about, and they are so used to such ups and downs. And... uh, I would also bet on Vettel bouncing back. And Ferrari, actually. Ferrari could regain some of their lost glory or lost face this season, you know, if they go on and win the Constructors' Championship. Obviously, they're 55 points behind. It's a long gap. But Kunal, Mercedes' worst performances have come in the last two races. True. And Hamilton himself said that he has no idea what was happening in terms of Mercedes' sudden loss of form. Well, Ferrari winning the Constructors' Championship will only highlight... Hamilton's uh, Drivers' Championship win that much more. And I ran through some history and the last driver to win the World Drivers' Championship when another team actually won the Constructors' Championship was back in 2008. Yes, that was Hamilton's first Drivers' Championship. Mm -hmm. And let's remember, this is actually a very rare feat, especially, you know, in the most recent eras of Formula One, where the driver in the best car ends up winning the Drivers' Championship and the team with the best car wins the Constructors' Championship. But the last two drivers who actually had, uh, you know, varied victories like this were, I think, Michael Schumacher, Alan Prost. I definitely remember these two drivers 
in most recent memory. Yeah, Kunal, I was so surprised to not see Lewis Hamilton on the podium in Mexico. Obviously, not as one of the top three finishers because he wasn't, but as the newly crowned world champion. And this is the second year in a row that it's happening. And I'm just wondering why Liberty Media doesn't change this. I think it's possibly got to do, uh, you know, something with the FIA officiating the result, taking time, etc. So you don't want to put someone on the podium before it's officially announced. But you definitely have a point. In this whole talk of improving the show, I am surprised that Liberty Media hasn't found a way around this and let the world see their newly crowned Formula One world champion. Yeah, we have to wait till the 7th of December, guys, to see Lewis Hamilton receive his trophy. In fact, you know, they should just take away this whole formal setting, involve the fans, invite us, the inside line. (laughs) Well, I read that Sebastian Vettel will be participating in the race of champions again. This is a title he's won multiple times along with Michael Schumacher. And I, I still, you know, feel so warm thinking of the times when I saw them race together. But Sebastian, the race of champions is obviously no consolation for losing this year's Formula One title. Really? Yeah. I I really, I I hope he's listening to us because Sebastian, you better bounce back and bounce back hard in 2019 because we loved the fight this season while it lasted. Since you asked if he's listening or not, I don't know if Vettel even knows what podcasts are because we know how he's not on social media. He likes to live this whole private personal life away from the public glare he's not even appeared on the official formula one podcast yet and a few other not so great drivers have so maybe we should just you know educate sebastian on what podcasts are also (laughs) (laughs) well kunal what is really upsetting me is the fact that the season will end in just a few weeks from now and you know now i'm wondering what happened about liberty media having more races because i'm getting greedy i want more (laughs) Well, come 2020, we are going to actually have more races on the calendar. That's my gut feeling. Vietnam and maybe even the Dutch Grand Prix. But the Vietnam authorities actually made an official announcement without involving Formula One. So, I don't know. Some corrupted guys just (laughs) did it out there. Along with the Miami Grand Prix, we've been talking about it forever. I think the city of Miami will benefit from all that Formula One related PR without even needing Formula (laughs) One. You know, we're just talking about them on and on and on. But I really wonder which Grand Prix would be dropped from the calendar because, I mean, it's a tough choice. I love all the circuits. I would have probably even loved the Korean Grand Prix for all I know. But uh, I think maybe Bahrain or China or let's just keep all of them. You know, that's the best way. Speaking of circuits, if I were Abu Dhabi, I would be really pissed. Because here we pay extra to host the last race of the season with the hope that the title will be decided at our race. And then Ferrari just goes about blowing a hole through our plans two years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Abu Dhabi should ask for a part refund of their race hosting fees from Ferrari. Yes. (laughs) In fact, I also read that Haas received a payment from Sepang. Do you remember Grosjean had driven over an open drain and he broke his car? So for that. Yes, the time that everyone thought that Roman Grosjean was just being typically Roman Grosjean. But in reality, he actually hit that drain. And I'm so glad it hit the car and not the driver. But anyway, your point being? The uh, Sepang authorities actually paid Haas towards the cost damages on Grosjean's car. This is setting a new precedent. Yeah, and I'm so sure that Haas wishes that they could just insure Grosjean's car anyway. 
for all the races of the season <laughs> or that it would magically turn out that he's been hitting drains all through the season you know all those <laughs> he hit the drain incidents. in baku i remember that <laughs> and you know that drain was actually earlier uh, dislodged by marcus erickson the lap before so technically all of this just you know connects back why he blamed marcus erickson uh, for the crash in baku but since we're talking of marcus erickson he's off to indy in 2019 And uh, I know we've had Ericsson on our show a few races ago. We really like the guy, but I really have to crack this one. Okay, Ericsson is going to do really well in IndyCar because IndyCar is 15 seconds slower than Formula One cars. <laughs> Now these are actual numbers from a recent test that Indy had at the Circuit of the Americas. So. you know indy being slower than formula 1 is perfect recipe for ericsson to do well <laughs> good i was like way below the belt i'm not sure if i should laugh or what but you know frankly i don't care how fast the cars go as long as they're able to race each other most important yes you are a true formula 1 fan mithila yes thank you thank you <laughs> but I'll, i'll tell you what else or who else is a true formula 1 fan that's esteban gutierrez he's putting together a package to buy the second seat at williams i think everyone has eyes on that seat <laughs> <laughs> well, Hankook tires got their hands on a Williams chassis too. It's an older chassis. As you guys already know, it's going to be Pirelli versus Hankook as the, you know, for the fight of the f- sports official tire supplier from I think 2020. And to prepare their tires, Hankook purchased a Williams and a Formula 2 chassis. So, Pirelli could just win this, you know, battle by buying any of the other faster nine chassis available on the grid. I think. Ikara, <laughs> <laughs> again, that's below the belt, but we love your technical jokes. We we'll, we'll love you. you. Don't worry. <laughs> I really hope you guys do. But I liked another joke that Pedro Della Rosa cracked. He said that Carlos Sainz is as talented as Max Verstappen. Do you have any comments? I don't know what to say because Pedro de la Rosa actually said that Sainz is as talented as Verstappen and Hulkenberg. So now that means that he thinks that Verstappen and Hulkenberg at the same level. Okay, no. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like Nico Hulkenberg phenomenal level. I mean, we've had him on the podcast as well. Funny guy, loves to talk, very well spoken, he loves us as well, so that's also a plus point. But 2019 is going to be a key year for Carlos Sainz Jr.'s career. I think he's been beaten almost every season by his teammates and when I say his teammates I mean the respectable teammates. And next season he's going to be paired with a rookie so let's see where it goes. Talking of McLaren. So last two races for Fernando Alonso in Formula 1. Kunal are you already starting to miss him? Well, I'm not going to miss him this weekend because he's going to be <laughs> racing in Brazil, but I think Alonso will definitely be missed for his racing and his radio messages you know but they're doing to alonso what they did to cool tart for his last race as well it's probably this you know formula 1 thing that hey we're going to try something new and different especially in terms of like a camera mounting because i remember cool tart had like a helmet camera or something and uh, fernando alonso is going to have a wizer cam at one of the races i don't know what the difference is going to necessarily be in terms we of we shall the... find out yes. i'm also looking forward to seeing the send off that you know the teams and everyone gives fernando alonso yeah which celebrity is going to have a radio message saying goodbye to fernando alonso we had will smith or lewis hamilton really badly executed <laughs> but i don't know Maybe they'll ask us to record a message for Alonso. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, at the last race, Alonso's engineer actually sent him a funny message saying that, "Oh, I don't get to say this very often, but we're P1 and purple in all three sectors," <laughs> <laughs> because obviously no one else had completed a flying <laughs> lap. But okay. 
Okay, so what have you got in your What Wolf Said This Week section? Okay, great. So it was said that he wanted Hamilton to race for Mercedes forever. Yes, almost every website has, uh, you know, run this model on explaining how soon before Lewis Hamilton matches and beats Michael Schumacher's records. And now my point is actually very simple, or rather my points are going to be simple. First, let's live in the present and enjoy Hamilton's victory. Okay, second, let's not take Mercedes's form. And third, Lewis Hamilton's motivation for granted. That's really key. These number two and number three. Yeah, very true. And uh, Wolf also said that it seems increasingly possible that Ocon would have a break here in 2019. And uh, he'll be closely integrated at Mercedes during that time. And they will work harder to get him a competitive seat in 2020. All these wheeled messages from Mr. Wolf. They keep on coming, right? Yeah. Yes. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, by the way, we will have an episode before Brazil. So in the next few days, remember to tune in to us. Uh, but we won't have a, an, an episode after Brazil. So, you know, just so you guys know when to miss us. And when not to miss us. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you in the next few days. Bye-bye. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The hour and a foul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.